Rishi Sunak announces the UK's new budget, US vaccinations, and could you win a trip to the moon? This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Wednesday the 3rd of March. In the first story today, we go to the UK to discuss Britain's new budget. While we expected new schemes to be announced to keep businesses afloat until the coronavirus restrictions are relaxed, we also expected new measures to be announced to pay for the pandemic. That's because since the pandemic began, the government has taken on a huge amount of debt in an attempt to stop businesses from collapsing and unemployment from skyrocketing. In fact, it's been suggested by the Office of Budget Responsibility that unemployment could have hit 11.9%. But thanks to the government's interventions, it's now expected to only be 6.5%. However, achieving this wasn't cheap. The OBR has said that in the next few years, UK debt will peak at 98%. So in order to ensure that all of the work done so far to keep businesses afloat isn't undone, while also ensuring that we don't drown in debt, the Chancellor broke down the new budget into three parts. The first to deal with support measures, the second dealing with fixing the finances, and the last discussing the building of a future economy. So let's go through the biggest announcements in each of these sections. The Chancellor firstly announced measures simply aimed at keeping people employed. For example, furlough has been extended until the end of September. The key difference being that in July, businesses will be asked to contribute 10% of the cost, which is set to rise to 20% in August and September. The self-employment support scheme will also be extended until the end of September, with it suggested that 600,000 more businesses will become eligible. The universal credit uplift will also be extended by another six months. Business restart grants aimed at helping businesses reopen will be offered in March, and VAT will be cut next year by almost £5 billion. Working tax credit claimants will also get a £500 one-off payment. Additionally, Sunak also announced some other support schemes that weren't directly about keeping people in work. These included an increase in the national living wage to £8.91, and government support for those looking to hire apprentices will be doubled. An extra £19 million will be spent to help domestic abuse victims, and an extra £10 million will be spent to support veterans with mental health needs. A lifetime funding commitment has also been put in place to help the victims of the formaldehyde scandal. In addition, mortgage guarantees will be offered to those buying a house on a 5% deposit. As you can see, these are expensive pledges, and they come on top of the coronavirus support package, which has already cost £352 billion. So it's easy to see why Sunak has had to introduce some mechanisms to pay for these things. The second section of his speech addressed the measures that will be introduced to pay for the pandemic. Included in this list are measures to ensure that everyday people are not the ones shouldering the burden of the cost. That means that income tax, national insurance and VAT will not increase, in line with the Tories' 2019 manifesto promises. However, in 2023, corporation tax will increase from 19% to 25% for all businesses with profits over a quarter of a million pounds. However, it's expected that only 10% of businesses will actually end up paying this increased rate. A new scheme will also be introduced to allow companies to reduce their tax bill by 130% if they embark on business investments. 
Also, any increases in duties on things like alcohol have been scrapped, including increases to fuel duties, in an attempt to encourage spending while also ensuring that average people aren't paying the cost of the pandemic. Some of these things, including the tax increase for corporations, may seem like the beginning of a tough financial future, but Mr Sunak did try and end on a positive note in his third section. In this final section were announcements about a future economy. These included a UK infrastructure bank being established in Leeds, set to support up to £400 billion worth of investments, and a help to grow scheme aiming to train businesses on how to grow. Obviously, there were many, many other announcements, but to stop this section from being as long as the budget itself, we've had to be selective. Anyway, before we move on to the next two stories, if you don't normally watch the daily briefing, please consider subscribing. To make the briefing financially viable long term, we need your support. So please subscribe and share us with your friends. That would really help us out. For the second story today, we move to the US to discuss the vaccination goals of US President Joe Biden. While the US has had a tough time dealing with the impact of the pandemic, the end may be in sight. President Biden has today promised that by the end of May, there'll be enough vaccines for every adult in the US. That's building on top of the US's already successful vaccine effort, with them so far smashing their vaccination target, with Biden's administration so far vaccinating 76 million people, well on course for their 100 million in 100 days target. This roughly equates to 1.74 million vaccines being administered every day, which certainly is a phenomenal achievement. Among those who have been vaccinated in this recent push was Dolly Parton. At 75 years old, she accepted the offer to be vaccinated, doing so at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Exceptionally popular in the US, she hopes that by having the vaccine done on TV will encourage others to follow suit. Additionally, just before she got vaccinated, she sung her popular song Jolene, but with the chorus change to Vaccine. Whether this ends up being released as a full-blown single is as yet unknown, but considering how well the US's vaccination effort's going so far, it might be a fitting tribute. In the last story of the Daily Briefing today, we discuss a trip to the moon set to occur in 2023. Over the past few decades, many companies have sprung up to try and compete with NASA's space exploration monopoly in the US. One of the most notable examples is SpaceX, led by Tesla owner and real-life Tony Stark, Elon Musk. SpaceX has promised to fly around the moon with a few civilians alongside their normal crew in 2023 on a mission called Dear Moon. A Japanese billionaire has purchased all of the available seats with the aim of giving them away for free to people from all kinds of backgrounds. He stated that there's two criteria to be offered a place. Firstly, individuals should want to advance whatever activity it is they're into to help greater society. Secondly, they should be willing to help other crewmates who want to achieve the same goal. He's previously stated that he's also looking for a girlfriend to accompany him, with a search being launched to find a potential companion. Over 28,000 women applied, but the billionaire cancelled the effort due to mixed feelings. We'll need to see whether his search for crewmates ends up being more successful, and if one of our TLDR viewers ends up going to the moon, we'll be sure to update you. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app 
or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.